What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, like all the time, like every time. You're not going to expect anybody else to take over unless I go on some vacation, but even then, I'm probably still going to record. You see what I'm saying? The voice of Washington, the king of Seattle, um, trying to bring the media back. If there was even a media market in Washington, but I'm bringing it to here. I'm bringing it back. You see what I'm saying? And like always, you know, let's go ahead give that a round of applause, shall we? <clears throat> How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's all right out there. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all for listening, for tuning in. Um... Just keep you guys a little updated in my life. I will, or with the show, what I got going on, I will be um, uploading on YouTube again in the near future. I um, just need to have the right equipment, and timing's everything for me. You know, I got a majority of the equipment here. I'm just missing another thing that I got to go get. But other than that, timing's everything, and I think this is the right time for me to do it. So be expecting... Um, some YouTube, uh, some of the video uh, podcast coming out on YouTube. It won't be from the beginning, obviously, because I'm not going to re-record everything just with the video because there's no point. So expect that later on, either this month or early next month. Expect you know see, to see some of the videos from now on. So I'll do, I'll do the dual Apple and um, YouTube as well. Um, yeah, so here we are. We're back. We're recording again. And let's get right into it. So, well, I was I was trying to come up with topics to talk about. Because the majority of stuff I talk about is just off the top of my head. Whatever just gets me thinking. Whatever I'm thinking about, I usually just talk about it, right? So, But I was just thinking about college because I was at work and I had connected with someone. We were just talking about... And, you know, obviously, you, you know that it's not what you know, it's who you know. But... This time, like I knew that, and I know the saying, and I know what it means, but it didn't connect with me until like either it was that Saturday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday, either or Sunday. It it just didn't connect with me until then, when we were talking about it. I was like, wow, because it's not what you know, it's who you know. He was explaining to me like how he has friends, fathers who have Aston Martins and have just stuff like that. They're just around money, but I'm like. It didn't really, I didn't ask the guy if he had a degree or anything of that nature, but it just seemed to me like he just knew the people that had the money. So he was just around those people the whole time. And I was like, that's crazy because it's not what you know. It's really not what you know. It's who you know. And and it's crazy how times have changed because it's going to start going back to, you're going to have, because history history repeats itself always. And I didn't see that until recently with just certain trends within society like how everybody didn't want braids at one particular point in time like five years ago and this is this is totally but i'm just you know follow me you see what i'm saying just follow me five years ago nobody wanted braids i swear to god no one wanted braids no no one even wanted to twist their hair they were going for that nappy duke starting five look right everybody had the same haircut even the asian people perm their hair just to get that haircut. And they still rock that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But now it's like, for us, because before that, it was like, you had the waves. It was the waves or short hair. Then it was the long hair. Then it was the braids. But before the waves or the short hair, it was the braids. It was the braids. It was the twist. It was that type of stuff. It wasn't the... I mean, you had waves. People still had waves and stuff like that, but no one just really had their hair picked out in the afro or had the nappy look of the Duke starting five. This is when the sponges were popular. This is like 2015, when the sponge, 2014, 2015, when the sponges got popular. So people would sponge their hair and stuff. It didn't, that didn't get popular until then. But that's not even popular now. Nobody has a sponge. I threw away my sponge because I seen how uh, it would dry your hair out. It would make it nappy, right? And before I cut my hair off a few years ago, I had my, my hair was really long. I, I just wore it picked out because I feel like it was a lot easier to pick it out and then just wear it like that. I had, I had a little thin uh, 
rubber band headband and you know that because my hair was like literally in the middle of my forehead like it was starting to come down and so I just cut it because I there's nothing else to do to it I've done everything to it I had braids at one particular point in time I had twists and it got to the point where nobody wanted to do my hair so I just cut it off but as I've gotten older now and people are starting to develop into businesses and you know people that I know people braid hair so I'm like, okay, well, I started decided to grow my hair back out and get braids again. But that's besides the point I'm making. The point I'm trying to make is early 2000s, everybody had braids, right? Now it's like we're, we're late 2000s, right? Or we're, I don't want to say late 2000s, but we're one-fifth to a century. You know what I'm saying? So we're a fifth of the way to a century. So... We're kind of starting to get... We're getting up there in the 2000s. But anyway, that's besides the point. The point is, history repeats itself. Yeah, early 2000s, you had braids. Now you have in 2020 where everybody wants braids. Or twist out or whatever, right? Dreads. Excuse me. But see, but back then, Lil Wayne... Who else had braids? Lil Wayne, Trey Songz. Those guys made it cool to have like longer hair. Lil Wayne still has his dreadlocks and stuff like that. But I don't know. It was just a particular point in time. Like, because when I got in high school, everybody wanted to, like, get their hair twisted. Everybody wanted dreads in high school. And then when I kind of, like, towards about my junior year, senior year, everybody, everybody was starting to get braids. Everybody wanted the braids. Everybody wanted the um, the little braids and goes into a man bun. The man bun was a real thing, too, but that was only, that was brief. Now it's like, you got to have hair to, like, braid it and then get the bun or whatever. Or whatever this, whatever, whatever, right? But that's what I'm saying. This history repeats itself. And so that got me thinking, you know, with the whole saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. In a minute, it's going to be, it's what you know is going to get you the job. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like we're starting to go towards more of a, um, online, like remote type of learning and type of uh, doing work as well. Because things won't be the same since, because I, I get it. I get it. Everybody can't wait for COVID to go back, but not everybody's going to want to work or feel as comfortable around people. And rightfully so. I don't know why we were in each other's faces like that. Um, it's always been arm distance for me. Don't get in my face unless like, you know, don't get in my face unless I trust you. You know, it's pretty much how it is now. Um, but we just have masks. The masks are going to be optional. This last stuff is going to be optional. You don't gonna, you're not going to have to like, they're not going to enforce it no more, but a lot of it's going to be optional. To everybody, so you know, it's just it's just, we live in strange times. But anyway, um, in a minute, it's gonna be what you know as well. Um, but it's not it's not it's gonna be what you know. So like the degrees will matter as we go towards a more of a remote setting for works and stuff like that. So it's gonna like it's gonna matter that you have that degree because right now before COVID, it was really just that degree just kind of was just a check. It was just a qualification check, and it would kind of just met people's quota. Like, okay, they have a degree. We got, we got, we we gave them an interview, but it's whatever. Who do you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? Who were you connected with in college that we potentially might know, or that that or that we potentially care about? So, it just sucks, man. It just sucks, and I feel like most of the time, jobs like the high paying jobs, like white collar jobs, that's like networking jobs. You know what I'm saying? Those jobs don't require a degree. Anybody can learn. I'm not, I, and I'm not going. No, and no disrespect to anybody that's working in the office, white collar, whatever, making good money. No disrespect to them, but I can learn to do that. That doesn't require a skill. That's more of like a. It requires a skill, but it's, it, that could be learned within six months to a year, and you feel comfortable enough to do the work on your own, right? And I feel as if that's, and you know, none, and like I said, no disrespect, but. Anybody could do that. You could teach anybody that, literally. Because it, you'd be like, well, my degree mattered. I'm like, your degree mattered to get you the interview, but as far as matters for you, it's like the, it matters for you to get the interview, but as far as the job, they just picked you. One, two, they're training you the way they want you to, they, they have the company quota or the company standards are. They're training you like that. So the degree really didn't come into play. They're just really training you. The, the degree came into play because you went to, Wazoo, or you went to University of Washington, like that mattered for you to get the interview. That was just a qualification where you qualified to get the interview. 
Now, you have to be personable and talk on, you know, for the interview and stuff like that. But other than that, they would just train you the way they want you, they want you to be trained. So you don't really acquire a necessary skill, you know. You will you will, you acquire knowledge for the job. I wouldn't say it's a skill. Blue collar jobs, on the other hand, require a skill. So like construction workers, plumbers, subcontractors, so plumbers, people that look, work on the electricity and all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's a skill. They have to like work with their hands, hence blue collar. But they have to work with their hands. Even doctors, like those guys are some of the more higher uh, higher end blue job, um, blue collar jobs. But as far as like they really like, it used to be a time where everyone wanted to be doctors and lawyers. That time's changed. I don't know what people want to be anymore. It, it went from man, it, it went from doctors and lawyers to now everybody wants to be a rapper and have an OnlyFans. It times have changed, man. Times have changed. That wasn't, but it wasn't that long ago that this type of stuff happened. Like it, that, it wasn't that long ago. Like five years ago, everybody wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer. Now everybody wants to be a rapper. Or I just feel like everybody got lazy. I think when everybody got older, everybody got lazy. I think that's what it boiled down to. No one really has a passion or a dream. I'm not gonna say no one really has a passion. There's some people that I know that are really passion passionate about something in particular, but they're not ambitious. I think that's what it is. There's no ambition. And then with no with, with and having no ambition and no dreams and no uh, ain't necessarily dreams. You can have dreams and have no ambition. Ambition is just the drive. If you don't have the drive, you'll become lazy. And it's hard to have a conversation with someone who has no ambition. It's hard. I I'm very ambitious. I don't I can't talk to somebody who don't got nothing going for them. not even nothing going for themselves, but just don't have anything planned. You know what I'm saying? Just or it doesn't that's not necessarily have anything planned, but have any like have a drive. A self-motivating drive. That's not even hard. And I feel like for white-collar people, or people with white-collar jobs, rather, it's hard for them to find an ambition to get up and go to work every day. You know what I'm saying? Because you're making good money, and you just kind of get into a repetitive cycle, and you get lazy. People with blue-collar jobs are like, I can't afford to be lazy. Like People with white-collar jobs can afford to be lazy, but a person with a blue-collar job cannot afford to be lazy. If you afford to be lazy, you're either going to get fired or you got to look for a new job. And it's just a constant cycle because you got to feed your family. You know what I'm saying? Nothing's guaranteed working blue collar unless you got like a, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, you're locked down in a nice job. You know what I'm saying? But nothing's guaranteed for a blue collar. And if I had a preference of what I wanted to work, I probably wanted to work white collar. Just because it's just you, who you network with. Like I said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. You're around money. And I have a different type of ambition and motivation. Um, but working a 9 to 5 for me is not really ideal. Hence why I'm doing the podcast and hence why I want to be on the radio. Like, I get it. Like, they have certain set schedules. But, like I said, I would, if I don't care if it's a 9 to 5, but if, if it's something that I, I love and I'm passionate about and I'm ambitious about then it doesn't feel like work. This just feels like something that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Clark's, I work at Clark's. That's a job. I don't want to get up every day and go to work every every time I'm scheduled to work. But I do it because I got to pay bills. And it's just a means to an end. So I don't get no satisfaction from going to Clark's. I don't. There's no satisfaction. But I get satisfaction from uploading and, re- and recording. I get satisfaction from working on my other business ventures and stuff that I'm doing on the side. Like, I get motivated from doing that. I wake up and I want to record, you know, and upload. Like, I don't have, I don't have no ambition to um, work for Clarks. I just don't. Um, maybe not when I was younger. But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, blue collar and white collar... I'm trying to think of what more higher-paying blue-collar jobs. I mean, I just named, pl- but the, like, like I said, skills pay the bills. Those guys that have skills, like being a doctor is a skill. It's knowledgeable, it's but it's a skill too, because people that those guys that are surgeons and stuff, that's just real skill. That's not white-collar. That's a skill. Like you have to learn that. You have to do case studies. You have to do certain uh, particular programs. You have to actually probably do mock surgeries 
And even your first one, you're kind of nervous because you're like, I don't know what to expect because it's game time. It ain't a scrimmage no more where we're playing, we're, you know, we're practicing against each other. No, it's game time. You don't know what to expect. You know what I'm saying? They're probably going to start you off with something simple. You know, fix the Achilles or uh, fix the... Um, ACL, I couldn't think of the ligament for a minute, but um, yeah, so I mean, but you acquire the knowledge and you feel comfortable, you acquire the knowledge and you know something about it, you won't feel as uh, frightful about it, and also, once you acquire the skills to go with the knowledge, it's it's a cakewalk, email. it's a cakewalk, you ain't got nothing to worry about, so I think that's very important for people to understand, um, but yeah, I just feel like when you get a white collar job, man, you kind of get lazy. I'm not, and I'm not taking nothing away from white collar jobs, but I just see people not gravitating towards white collar jobs anymore, because I feel like those jobs are oversaturated to a certain extent. They want you to fight for those jobs. Those are those those jobs are the high the high paying jobs. You know what I'm saying? They want you to fight for them. They want to, they want you, it's cutthroat. They want you to fight for those type of jobs. But I think. My generation is starting to realize that you could be your own boss. You could hire people. You know what I'm saying? And they don't play a fair with the uh, hire in the white collar jobs. They don't play. They don't play fair because it's cutthroat. You know. Well, what I mean by white collar, obviously, like accountants and financial advisors and um, those type of you know those type of professions. Nothing's wrong with those occupations, but. People would kill to have those type of occupations and stuff like that. But me personally, I like talking. So I like talking to the people. I like getting feedback from the people. I'm for the people, man. Those because I, I just feel like you lose sight of what you really your purpose on this world is for, and that's leave it better than you know what you came in with. You know, you leave it better than what you came in came into it. You know, and I think that's very important. I feel like people with white collar jobs lose. Their purpose, their sense of purpose, because they they get complacent. You could pay to be lazy. They don't even do nothing. What read emails all day? Be a pro, like nothing's wrong with that. Don't get don't get it twisted. It sounds like I'm hating on a white collar job, but I'm really not. Nothing's wrong with getting a white collar job. I just know that at the end of the day, it's all BS. And then, and guess what? If they're if they're if it's all BS, but if they're paying, just play the game. Just play the game. Nothing nothing wrong with playing the game. People gonna think you're gonna be a sellout. Play the game, man. No one care. Don't care. I don't care what anybody got to say about me. As long as I'm playing the game and I'm getting paid for it. Because why do you think I stopped cussing? It's all a game. I got to make, I got to, I'm, I'm, I'm branding myself. It's all, I'm a brand. So when I put the videos on YouTube and stuff like that, I could get monetized and I can get paid for those videos because it's family friendly. I'm not going to sit up here. I'm not going to take money. Me cussing kind of almost took money out of my pocket. It's just that simple. You know, people have never said... They thought it was weird of me to stop cussing because they feel like that's, you know, who a part of uh, who I am. That's not a, that's just words. Words don't, words don't define me. I define the words. You know what I'm saying? So I could, I could take cussing out of my vocabulary on a public domain and try to make myself marketable. Who wouldn't want to do that? That's part of the game. They're playing, they're paying. So I'm playing, period. And if you play your part and stay tight, you gonna get rewards. I think that's what people that have blue-collar jobs don't understand. They're like, man, how come I couldn't? Man, play your part and stay tight. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta feel like just play your part and stay tight. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. And if you're looking to get another job, become a plumber. Get a plumber certificate. Plumbers make six figures a year. We need plumbers. We need electricians. We need uh constru- we need uh construction workers. We need we those are essential. You know what I'm saying? Those are essential workers. Essential occupations. So we need those people. So they get paid high. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? And I said, and you make pretty good money. But yeah, not everybody built like that. Um, but like I said, play your part, stay tight. I'm not, I'm not just play your part, stay tight. And it's it's easier said than done, but trust me, I'm not getting paid off this yet. But I will. I'm speaking into existence. Manif- manif- uh, Manifesting, man, having a brain fart. Manifesting things is very important. I think people don't understand that, and then they don't realize how important that is. But it is, you know. 
And if you need help manifesting stuff, just make a list. I don't really do the vision boards because I'm like, those are not your words, those are pictures. You know? And words mean a lot. Words and actions are the most two important things on this planet Earth. You watch people's actions, you listen to what they got to say. Always, always watch what they're doing and listen to what they're saying. Because if, if the two don't go together, then they, they BSing on one part. <laughs> on one of them, they BSing with their actions or they BSing with what they're saying. So you got to watch what people do and listen to what they say. Comprehend. Don't listen. Because people hear, people, under, people hear you, but if they don't understand you, it's totally two different things. Two different things. That's why I tell people, I'm like, you might be listening to me, but you're not understanding what I'm saying. You're not comprehending what I'm saying. So it's a little different for you because you're not comprehending. You're not understanding. And, you know, some people get offended, but I'm like, no, that's real. You don't understand what I'm saying. You listen to what I'm saying all you want. What I mean by that is it just goes in one ear and out the other ear. But it is what it is. But, um, yeah, so... You know, what I would do if you need help manifesting stuff is you speak it in. First of all, the power of the mind is not a joke. You can get a lot of stuff done and you can accomplish a lot if you just keep saying it over and over and over and over and over and over. It will get done. Best believe that. And also make a list. Make a list of what you need to do. More like a checklist of what you want to accomplish within a certain amount of time. And give yourself a time frame. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't rush yourself though. Don't feel like you have to rush and complete it within that time frame. But you know, somewhere around that time frame, like I had made a list. I gotta make a new one. She got out of school, but high school. But I made a list where it was. I made it about ninth grade year or tenth grade year, and everything on that list I I had accomplished. You know what I'm saying? So then I had to make another. Now I gotta make another one, pretty soon, and give myself like another four four to five year um window to accomplish those set things and nothing's wrong with that you know like do that know that it's going to take time and if you want to get to the top of the ladder it's a lot quicker to take baby steps than to take big giant leaps have you ever seen a ladder have you if you skip a ladder you're going if you, it's like for example if you skip going up a ladder you're going you're going to mess up you see the ladder going to fall on you or you're going to fall off the ladder you're going to do some Crazy, but if you take every step on the ladder, you're gonna get to the top. You can get to the top regardless, you know what I'm saying? But it's just what steps you want to take. And it's like getting off a ladder. You if you get off on a ladder, if you get off the ladder one by one and you're secure, well you're fine. You're not gonna fall off. But if you skip a step going down the ladder, you're gonna fall off the ladder. You know what I'm saying? And I say that to say this, just take the necessary steps. Life's a marathon, it's not a sprint. You're not going to sprint to the finish. And if you do, you run in a quick race. 100 meter. You know what I'm saying? 200. But it's a marathon. So take the necessary steps. Don't skip steps. You skip steps, you're going to miss something that's vital. And that's very important to what you're trying to do. Don't skip steps. Take the necessary steps. And, um, yeah. But I feel like more people should... Back to the blue collar and white collar. Uh, jobs, and then I, I wrap this up. I feel like more people should work towards blue collar jobs. I feel like those are more essential than some of the white collar jobs. And like I say, no disrespect to the white collar jobs, but it's more important. You know what I'm saying? I feel like some of them are more important than the white collar jobs. I just said doctors and plumbers and electricians and people that work in construction. They're way more important to me, the profession, not the person. The profession is more important than an accountant or a person that does statistics. Way more important. It's important to everyday life and society, but for the big companies that have to handle a certain amount of money and cash flow and revenue and all that, they need those people. So it just depends on what world you're living in. You know, it just depends on what world. Like I said, it's a tale to it's a tale of two cities. The world we live in is a tale of two cities. You see that you rich, you got it. You see, or you see that you poor and you don't got it. And then there's people in the middle who want to relate to both, but can't relate to both because you're in the middle. And people in the middle will never relate to one end of the spectrum ever. That's just the way the world's set up, and that's just the way it is. And you gotta just live with it. But anyway, off of that, off of the white collar and blue collar. Um, 
jobs. Next thing I wanted to talk about was preferences and stand versus standards. Now I feel like I've talked about preferences on here. Um, if I did, I don't remember if I did or not. But I'm gonna anyway. I'm gonna talk about it today. But um, I feel like it's okay to have preferences. But people at my age, see, here's the thing. My age group, they feel like it's wrong to have preferences. But it's not wrong to have preferences. It's not wrong. It's really not wrong. Like, I get this question asked all the time. Like, people will ask me all the time. Not, not, not people, but my coworkers will ask me, would you ever talk to a, um, a transgender person? Now, me, no. And that doesn't make that doesn't mean I'm transphobic or anything. Cause that ain't got nothing to do with me. Here's the thing. I can't cuss, so it's your life, man. I don't care. What, what that gotta do with me though? What that gotta do with me? And I feel like you should tell me. People are like, I was like, I you know what? I beat I I wouldn't beat the brakes off you. But I feel like I feel like I'd be violated. I feel like I'd be violated. I feel like my man who will be in question because I, I call him, I'm a straight male. And then you were a dude at one particular point in time and then you turned to a girl, but you didn't tell nobody. So then now we have a problem. You know, it's it's a, it's a real thing. I'm not, I'm not going to hurt you or nothing because that, that, you know, I'm not like that. But that's a real thing. And for you to do that and disrespectful. I think about hurting you and I probably hire some people. That will go get you, you know what I'm saying? But to me, that's disrespectful. I feel like, like I said, I'm not a transphobic person, but I will not date a transgender person, period. I just wouldn't because that's not my preference. And it's okay to have a preference. You know, preference is what you like, you know? And I feel like people confuse preferences with standards. Preferences and standards are two different things. Some do. I'm not going to say all, but some do. You know, a preference is not your standard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it is too. It's not. It's not because preference is like what you like. For example, like they gotta be light skin or dark skin, or white or Asian, and they gotta have this type of hair texture or color, and they gotta be this particular height. They can't be fat. They gotta be skinny or vice versa. Stuff like that. That's a preference, and it's okay to have a preference, bro. It's okay. Girl, fe- ladies, it's okay to have a preference. Fellas, it's okay to have a preference. Don't let nobody tell you different, you know. And because and this is people like we well, supposed to look at people equal. Okay, that's where the standards come in. Standards is what separates like the you from the pack. So if you already know what I like, you know, people. I'm not and I'm not and when people say they're supposed to treat people the same, it's just what I like. It's just what I just go after. Don't be mad because you can't get in. You know, you hate from outside the club. Come on, stop, stop. You know what I'm saying? Just relax. It's okay. It is okay. But me, preferences is what separate. I mean, standards is what separates preferences. Like, what you want, what you think you need. You know what I'm saying? It's what you think you need is what the standards are. And, and yeah, that's just what it is. And as I've gained more confidence... And like talking to girls and stuff like that, I've found my uh, standards. I've gotten what I, what I, what my standards are when I've talked to girls. Like I've gotten that as I've gained more confidence. So there was a particular point in time where I wanted this, this, and this for my standards, but I didn't have the supreme confidence, or I didn't have, I wasn't confident enough to talk, you know, to that person. But all standards are is what you what you like to do, what you want. You know, um, what you think you want. I mean, what you think you need is what your standards are. And your preferences is what you like. And you, and, so, and it's weird to me how people say it's weird to have preferences. It's like, how are you going to tell me what I can and can't like? You know, that's so weird to me. It's just weird. I never understood that because, but I, always, but I get it. You know, since the beginning of time, man has always wanted to tell man what to do. But it don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? You can't be worried about what I be doing. You worry about the wrong stuff. You worry about the wrong stuff. For real. Like, don't worry about me and what I do. Especially about who I like and who I don't like. You can't hate from outside the club. You can't. You can't. You, you, you didn't make the guest list. 
You don't got a section in the club. You know what I'm saying? So don't hate when you see the people that do got it. It's just a, like, and my preference shouldn't, it shouldn't really bother you for real. It shouldn't really bother you. I just don't understand it. Now, my standards might bother you because you might think my standards is too high. But even then, that's just what I think I need. So why do you feel like they're too high? Because they're not your standards? Because I'm not you. You just, just, just pretty much just say because you're not like me, it, it, you know you're weird. You know, but why? Why does it matter? I just feel like this type of stuff, preferences versus standards. But what do you follow, though? What, what, do you, what would you follow more? I feel like nowadays people follow their preferences more than standards. A lot of people don't have morals. The standards you know, play into morals, integrity, and characteristic traits, and character traits, and the whole nine. That's what, that's what standards are. Prefer, like I said, preferences is just, does she got a big butt or not? That's just what you like, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like nowadays people are following more of their preferences than their um, standards and what they want, what they think they need. Um, because you could get with a 10, but doesn't meet your standards at all, and then you just wasted so much time with that 10. Or you get, or you get with a cool 7.5, 7.5, or an 8, and meets your standards. You won. You won. That 10, you got you, you got an L with that 10. That 10 is an L. But that, that, that 7.5, the 7.5, or that 8, and met your standards? Come on, bro. That's a dub. That's a dub. I'm taking that over a 10 any given Sunday. And I feel like most people are not like that because if you see you see a 10, you want the 10. You know what I'm saying? I can see the 10 and I potentially might want the 10, but they, do they meet my standards? Like, I always think to myself, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to scroll through social media on Snapchat and just the social media, period. And whether it be Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever. And I'm just like, it's crazy how these girls are really, really attractive. But I would never, ever, ever, ever talk to them because I know too... First of all, it's either I know too much about them or I just... No. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like, no, 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 no. I know too much and I, or I just know... Or, or if I have ever had a conversation about them, they talk about their character. It's just bad. There's... Like, when people... I want, When people talk to me, I want to leave the lasting, lasting impression that he was a good person. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah, he smelled good. Yeah, he knows how to dress. That's cool. He was a good person. Good conversations, good vibes. He made me feel comfortable. That's all I want. You know what I'm saying? I don't care about anything else. Because if you don't think I'm good looking, there's somebody else that thinks I do. So I don't care about that. That's I'm past the, the preference part. Do you meet my standards? Because I'm not going to talk to you if you didn't look good. You see what I'm saying? And I like the person that I'm talking to right now because they meet the standards. They meet. They met that criteria. They're meeting that criteria. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they look good. I wouldn't talk to them if they didn't look good. And that's no disrespect, but come on. If they didn't look good to me, I wouldn't talk to. I wouldn't have talked to them. But the person I'm talking to now, I like her. She meets my criteria as far as my standards go, and that's that. You know what I'm saying? But that's but. I live in a different time. You know what I'm saying? I learned that from my father, from my mother. Check for a person's character more than the person's looks. They always say don't judge a book by its cover. Kinda. You know, they're like, don't judge a movie off the trailer. Kinda. That's how we're going to judge it. If it is it any good? If, you're, if, if I see the cover of the book and it looks weird, I'm not going to read the book. But then people are like, well, it's a good book. Same thing with the movie trailer. If the movie trailer looks trash, but the movie could be fire, you turn me off with the trailer. Like, you turn me off. You turn me off with the book cover and the trailer. Now, maybe I got to rediscover it and find it out on my own time. And like, dang, that was a good movie. Like, dang, that was a good book. But even the 10 could, you know, but a 10 could be a, a, a solid person. But on the outside looking in, I just know too much about 10s. There's too many dimes out here that just are just not good people. Because people have blown and pumped their head up with air and put them on a pedestal. When in all actuality, we're all kings and queens, but more importantly, we're kings and queens of ourselves. We're not kings and queens over somebody else. People get offended when you try to say that I'm a king, I'm your king. You know. That's why I say I'm the king. And everybody's like, well, you're not a king. Da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm a king of myself, self-proclaimed king. I don't I'm not a king of you. I wouldn't want to be a king of you. You're not even on my level. So you can't say that. 
But that's how they would feel. But to me, if I say I'm the king, I'm talking about myself. You're not, you're not on my same wavelength or my level for me to call you. First of all, you're not even my kid. So no, like I wouldn't know. But you're not on my level. You're not on my level of thinking to understand what I mean by saying I'm the king. You're not on my level of thinking. You're just not. So don't get offended if I say I'm the king. Come on. And animals know. Animals know. I feel like animals know who's the king and who's not. Who's in control and who's not. They know who's in control. That's why they submit. They submit. They know who's in control. But, um, yeah, man, who cares? But anyway, that's what I was saying about the preferences and uh, standards. Like, stand, I, standards are more important. To me, I follow my standards. I used to follow my preferences, but... I've I've ended up in some bad, you know, bad. I talked to some, I'm not gonna call them terrible people, but people that just weren't as decent. And when I I, I talk uh, and I got into a, an example, or I talked to somebody who situation. That's the word I was looking for. Example, um, got into a situation where I was talking to this girl, and she showed me what a decent person looked like, like decent person looked like, decent person who what a decent person was. And ever since then, it changed my perspective on what I really, really wanted in a relationship. And I realized I wanted what my standards, I was following my preferences. Like, if you met the preference, you must meet the standard. But it has to be, if you meet the standard, then you meet my preference. And plus, in that's how I was thinking. If you meet my standards, you met the preference. But sometimes people didn't. So then I was like, dang. But now I'm learning to separate the two. And it makes it easier on myself. Like, I'm going to talk to you because you're good looking, obviously. But do you meet my standards? Because then that lets me know if I could talk to you any longer. That lets me know that. And I feel like people got to establish that. But I feel like people are too scared to establish, like, what they what they think they need. Just say what you think you need. Realistically. It's just that simple. You know? But, um... I actually wrote down my standards. My my standards are a mental headspace. Like, can you think? Like, and that's a weird thing to say out loud. Like, can you think? Like, in my and people want to know my preference. My preference is if you just look good. I don't really care. You can be thick, skinny. It doesn't matter. Do you just look, do you look good to me? Do you catch my eye? Are you are you attractive to me? I'll say that. But mental headspace, not necessarily can you think, but can you just like, I don't know, man. Can you just think? Can Are you mentally ambitious? Can you, can you, can you self, can you, or do you have self-discipline? Um, Do you have a type of ambition? Do you have a type of drive? You know what I'm saying? That type of, that's what I mean by mental headspace. Are you a critical thinker? Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Can I hold a conversation with you? So it's a tough thing nowadays. If you're not on social media, you know, um, it's hard. It's hard to hold a conversation with people. Um, mental stimulation is the same as mental headspace. So those two go together. But all two of okay. So that's I have five. But mental stimulation and mental headspace are about the same. Mental attractiveness. Now, if I like what you're talking about, that's what you think about. I'm attracted. I'm attracted to that more than. Your brain, I mean, then your body, because your brain stronger than your body. Period. It will always be. It will forever be. You know. And if I'm attracted to what you're saying and what you're talking about, then you got me. <laughs> you got me. You got my attention. You know. I'm. I'm trying to learn to be more sprung off of the mental side of it. Of a woman than the physical. It's easy. It's easy to be physically attracted to a girl, but it's hard to be. Sometimes it's hard to be mentally checked in on what she wants and what she needs. You know what I'm saying? So I'm starting to learn that game. You know, and just uh, me being a listener, I like listening a lot because because I like figuring out the problem. You know what I'm saying? I don't like math because math is just like a puzzle. I don't like doing puzzles, but I like figuring out problems. And I like giving out solutions. I like helping people. Um, affection. I think everybody needs needs affection. Um, the most important thing, though, it's number five. It's the most important thing, but it's not number one. 
is communication. I'm, I've, I'm, I'm a very good communicator. I talk a lot, obviously, but I, I communicate a lot of things with a lot of people, you know, and people can't take my words out of context because most of my words are never out of context unless you just heard like the end of a sentence. You're saying, what was that? But other than that, I tell the truth as best as I can. Obviously, I'm going to tell a fab, fab, a fad or a white lie that doesn't hurt. That's not detrimental to anybody. But I try to tell the truth all at all times. I try to do my best. Always. You know what I'm saying? And there's ways to word certain things where you don't hurt people's feelings and stuff like that. But that's another way my brain works. But um, I, always try to tell, I always try to tell the truth. That's very important. People need to hear the truth. So I always try to tell the truth at all times. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but communication for me is very important. You know what I'm saying? Just tell me that you can't talk to me. Totally fine. Because you might be doing something, and I understand it. So go handle your candle. You know what I'm saying? But just tell me. Like, hey, I'm busy at work. Or, hey, you know, could we, whatever. You know, totally fine. Hey, could we take a rain check on the dinner? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Totally fine. I understand it. No problem. But just talk to me. All you got to do is talk to me. It, it makes everything smoother. Communication is smooth. You hear, you hear a lot about relationships and how it ended. Because of communication, it's just it's, it's probably the it's the most vital thing in a relationship is communication. Anything, even in basketball, if you're in a two-three zone, you're gonna have to communicate. Even if you're playing man-to-man on defense and on offense, it's communication. Whether eighty-five percent of the communication in the world is nonverbal. It's body language. People are not always talking. People are walking, looking a certain way, sitting sit a certain way, doing certain things that doesn't require a lot of lip service. So if you could just watch the communication of the body language and pick up on energies and vibes, you got it. That's, no, that's part of communication. Because as much as the verbal um, side of it is talking, I mean, excuse me, as much as the verbal is just as important, important as verbal communication is body language is also important because your girlfriend could tell you or your boyfriend could tell you i'm not feeling i'm fine but you feel their energy they're like they're not fine what's really wrong you know keep digging at it they'll tell you obviously they want you to keep asking they're just not gonna tell you right away but somebody could be crying and saying they're okay they're not okay something's wrong they just don't want to talk about it or whatever the case may be so body language is mo- is, is just as important as verbal communication is just as important. So watch people. You know what I'm saying? Watch your significant other. Because they could be saying, I don't want, okay, let's do it. Fine. But if they're like huffing and puffing and acting weird and moping around, they don't want to do it. So guess what? Come to a compromise. Figure something out. And that's another thing. Communication, compromisation. Compromise. If compromisation is a word, if it's not, I just made it up. But compromising is just as important as communicate. Uh, uh, it's important, and it falls into the communication. It falls into that, you know. So, body language and compromising falls into the subcategory of communication. So, communication is really number one. It's just it's more important. It's the most important thing. And those five, you have to, either have to have four of the five, or you gotta have all five. So, either you're eighty percent, or you're hundred percent. You see what I'm saying? And most girls think affection just means sex. Guys, too. I feel like guys think that way more than girls do. But, yeah, it's just, you know, so that's my five. Those are my five. Like I said, it got it. And I never said anything about looks. Never did. But, um, so, yeah, so off that, though. Off that, the next topic and my last topic that I'm going to talk about today is leaving the city. I don't know if I've talked about this. I thought about me like going to college somewhere else, but people like leaving Washington. Like, here's the thing that used to be a like two years ago, everybody wanted to leave Washington. Could I, but I couldn't understand why, you know? And they're like, I'm just tired of seeing everybody I know. And I was talking to my friend about this, and she said, yeah, I'm just gonna leave Washington, or you know, or move on from Washington. But I couldn't, I can never understand why, you know. And 
Because she was like, I'm just tired of seeing people that I know and people that know me. But I'm like, here's the thing. There's 7 million people in Washington. You haven't seen anybody. You're just talking about Seattle. You're talking about the greater area of Seattle. That's all you're talking about. The greater Seattle area, excuse me. That's, that's all you're talking about. And it's weird because it's like, it's not even that bad. I, I love Washington. I love Washington. You know what I'm saying? I get to experience all four seasons. The foods, there's nothing, there's no food going to be better than the South. That's just what it is. You go to Texas, Atlanta, Louisiana, it's just nothing compares to the food down South, period. But the food up here is all right. You know, they got nice scenery. There's a lot of things you can do, outdoor activities as well as indoor activities. Like, it doesn't get any better. It it doesn't it doesn't get any better. It doesn't get any better than what what it is right now. Period. The only thing that's bad is by the summertime we get the wildfires. But that, other than that, that's fine. Other than that, other than that, we're a major port. We're one of the top cities in the country. We're we're, we're winning. Like Washington is winning for real. It doesn't make any sense how people want to leave this state. And I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like I said, I'm going to travel. Like I said, my, 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 one of my bucket list things is to visit all 50 states. Visit all 50 states. So that's one of my bucket list things that I want to do and that I'm going to do. So, But I'm always coming back here. There's, none, there's no place like home, man. There's no place like home. And I haven't lived... Where I want to live, where I'm going to live. I haven't lived in Medina. I haven't lived in Mercer Island. I haven't lived in Bellevue before. You see what I'm saying? I haven't lived there. That's where the money's at. That's where I'm going to be at. You know what I'm saying? But I have never experienced that side of Washington. That The freedom. I haven't experienced that. It's because... Period. Like, no matter what, when you got money, you got freedom in the world, and you experience the world a little differently from when the time you didn't have it. And I think, and I think everybody knows it, but people don't really know that. Like, I don't, I, I know that, but I don't understand it because I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't got to the point where I have money and I have freedom and I have a good credit score and stuff like that. Like, I haven't experienced that yet. You know, you just, you just said so there's some things you just haven't experienced yet. Like I said, I haven't experienced Medina or Bellevue. You know what I'm saying? I haven't experienced Mercer Island. I played in Mercer Island, nice area, but I haven't experienced like I haven't experienced like living there, calling that place my home. I haven't I haven't done that yet. So even in Seattle, you live in penthouses, see the whole city, haven't experienced that. So there's something to be said about experience, and I think that's what it boils down to is experiences. And people think the South has the better experience. I don't know who's told you that. Um, I don't know, because all the opportunities are up north. Like I said, if you want to be an entrepreneur, the South's probably for you. <clears throat> Excuse me, but... Yeah, I just don't... I don't see why you would leave Washington. I, I, I just don't see it. And you, and you see all the celebrities. You hear about all the celebrities. They're like, I'm not, I'm not leaving home. Like, I'm going back home. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they got a place in L.A. and New York, and but wherever they're from, they're like, I'm going back home. Like Nipsey Hussle didn't leave Los Angeles. Drake went back to Toronto. Like, like these people go back home, like, because that's home. This is what I'm accustomed to, and this is where I feel more comfortable at. You know, I don't think little, I don't think Little Wayne went back to Louisiana. He might have though. Nice area. I want to go to Louisiana. But um, yeah. So, just you hear about all these celebrities and how they go, how they went back home, and home is important. Home is important. Um, home is important. So, but yeah, leaving here, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine it, man. I think I'd get bored, and I feel like Washington is the right speed for me. It's the perfect speed for me. You know. Like you go to LA, it's always moving. The city never sleeps. You go to New York, that city, it's always that city is awake 24/7, 365. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, Washington is my perfect pace, man. And I like the rain, so I don't mind the rain. People are like the rain's terrible. I'm like, it doesn't even rain that 
much. Like, it doesn't rain that hard. It's not DC rain. DC rain is terrible, miserable. From what I've heard, it's miserable. They probably, I think they get the most in inches yearly, and we have the most consecutive days, I think. But ours be like drizzle and it'll stop. It'll drizzle. Like it'll rain for, it'll drizzle for like a few days and it won't rain as hard. It'll sprinkle here and there. But you got nothing to worry about as far as inches go? No, nah, we're not getting inches. <laughs> we're not, we're not by no, we're, not, we're by the water, but it ain't really like crazy. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. And we're in the rainforest, so it's not that bad. It's really, it's really not that bad. I just think people need to get that idea out of their heads of like, I know everybody. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, okay, you go to, let's say, for example, you go to Los Angeles for five years. Oh, it's exciting. It's a new beginning. But then five to seven years later, everybody knows you in, that, in your particular area or community. That's what, it just happens. Like, that. that's just what it happens. So then, are you going to get upset because, like, you know them too? Or they know you? It happens. It happens. So, to me, the, that logic doesn't make sense. Start saying job opportunities or... I think it'd be good for my business to move somewhere where it's heavily populated. That's totally fine. I get that more than I'm tired of seeing the same faces. You live in a particular area for five to ten years, you're going to see the same faces over and over again. And are you going to get frustrated with that? Are you going to move again? If that's the case, then <laughs> you're, you're a rolling stone. Wherever you laid your hat was your home. Like You're just moving everywhere. You don't care. And it's something to be said about established. You could get established up here way faster than Los Angeles or New York. There's nothing up here. Literally, there's nothing up here. I talked about in previous episodes how we're in uh, competition with one another with one another because we want to be in first place. But in all actuality, if one of us gets put on, like I said earlier in previous episodes, we all get put on. So there ain't really no the only competition is yourself. It's just getting better every day, 2.0, you know? That to get better every day, two point that's your that's your two point you know? That's your upgrade. And I feel like people gotta understand that. So me, I'm not leaving the city of Seattle. I love Washington too much to leave it. You know? And the people or whatever, people are whatever everywhere you go. So I don't really care. I'm not worried about nobody else but me and mine, period. So Yeah, I just think Washington's a great city. And it's the best city. It's just that simple. But that just about wraps up this episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. Let's go ahead and give ourselves a round of applause for finishing the episode. <clears throat> I am your humble, gracious host, the king of oneself, myself, king of Washington, the boy, the prince of Seattle, never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. And if you know that acronym, spell it out for me. But until then, I'll see you guys later. It's been a pleasure. It's Diaz York. My stomach's grumbling. I'm a little, I'm a little hungry. I'll see y'all later. I'm out. Peace.